Are you a current or future physician assistant wanting to learn more about finances? Then join me on this journey to become a PA the FI way. Hi, my name is Kat and I'm a practicing certified physician assistant who will be your host. It took me five years after I started practicing medicine as a PA to thoroughly dive into my personal finances after I discovered the concept of financial independence. I want to use what I have learned to help you avoid some of the financial mistakes that I have made while sharing some of the financial wins that I have had along the way. Join me as we discuss financial strategies to guide you to becoming a physician assistant on the way to financial independence. On this episode of the PA the FI Way podcast, I wanted to take a moment to share how to calculate and track your net worth and review why this is important. Before I dive into talking about your net worth, I would like to give a brief personal update. In the last podcast episode, I reviewed with you why I chose to become a PA and reasons why I believe the PA profession is pretty awesome. In fact, since I last recorded that episode, U.S. News recently named physician assistant as the number one overall best job, number one STEM job, and number one best healthcare job, which is pretty cool. One of the major reasons why I chose the PA profession was because of the concept of lateral mobility, which as a review is the ability of a PA to be able to shift into various specialties throughout their career as a PA. Many PA jobs are willing to train PAs if they do switch into different specialties. Since recording the last episode, I have since transitioned from practicing as a PA in family medicine to practicing as a PA in outpatient psychiatry. One of my friends that I met in PA school has been working for the psychiatry company that I recently joined, and she recommended that I consider it as an option. In family medicine, I did see many patients with mental health conditions and Honestly, it was very fulfilling to try to help them get better over time. So I considered transitioning, and so far it has been a great transition. This is one of those times that I'm very thankful that I chose the PA profession to be able to make this career change. Now let's transition to the topic of this episode, how to calculate your net worth and track your net worth and why I think this is important. As we have previously discussed, your financial independence number that you are personally shooting for would be at least 25 times your expected annual expenses once you decide to retire. Some people calculate their FI number or financial independence number as a total lump sum, or others will choose to calculate it as having enough passive income each year to live off of or some people choose to calculate this as a combination of those two things. So what is your net worth? Your net worth is simply defined as the total value of all of your assets minus the total amount of all of your liabilities. I think that it's important to both calculate and track your net worth because it allows you to see where you are currently at on your journey to financial independence and shows you how far you have to go. If you are in a serious relationship, many couples will choose to calculate and track their net worth together versus individually. 
because you likely own many of your possessions jointly, and you likely will continue to do so if you stay together in the future. I came up with five steps for how you can determine and track your net worth. The first step is to add up all of your assets. So let's review what an asset is. An asset is anything that you own that has monetary value. For example, if you personally own a car outright, the asset amount is the current worth of the car, not what you bought the car for. Other examples that can be included in your assets would be your retirement accounts, including a 401k, 403b, 457b, Roth IRA, traditional IRA, etc. Any physical cash that you possess in your cash savings account can be included in your assets as well. Other valuable items can be included in your assets, such as jewelry, artwork, furniture, but you need to calculate their current net worth. Again, not what you had paid for them or what you really think that they are worth. Another excellent account that may have some monetary value would be an HSA. We will eventually review why HSAs are completely awesome accounts. But again, if you currently have an HSA, include the amount in there as part of your total asset calculation. Although many items in your house technically do have some type of value, I would say that for simplicity's sake, most will not take the time to calculate every single tiny little thing that would have some type of monetary value into their net worth, but rather focus on the bigger items overall. Once you have taken the time to add up the total amount of all of your assets, you next would add up all of your liabilities for step number two. So what is a liability? A liability is something that you still owe money on. As either current or future PAs, I'm sure one of the top things that comes to your mind when you are considering a liability is your PA student loan amount. Yes, any debt that you have would be considered a liability. Other examples of debt besides student loans can include credit card debt or other consumer debt. Now, houses are a bit tricky when it comes to calculating your net worth. The reason why is because if you own a house, it likely is both viewed as an asset and a liability. For example, let's say that you own a house that is currently valued at $300,000, but you still have $250,000 left on the mortgage. In this example, the current value of the house, the $300,000, would fall under the asset category, but the $250,000 left on the mortgage would fall under the liability category. This brings us to step number three. Decide whether or not to include your house into your net worth calculation. Although we just reviewed how a house can both be considered an asset and a liability, there is actually much debate in the FI community whether or not to include your home into your net worth calculation. And there are a few reasons why. One is that some argue that you have to live somewhere in retirement so they would not include their current home into their net worth calculation because they think that they likely will live in that house for many years to come, so the net worth of their house wouldn't really help them once they retire because they wouldn't be planning on selling the house and making money from the house. However, 
Others argue that they may not be living in their current house in the future, but possibly a house that is more affordable or another type of more affordable residence. Or others may decide that they want to downsize their home or even move to a different location to utilize the concept of geo-arbitrage. As a review, geo-arbitrage is the idea of moving into a place that is a lower cost of living to be able to save money. Now, whether or not to include your home value into your net worth calculation truly is a personal decision, but my husband and I personally do decide to include it. And here are a few reasons why. Although we currently live in a house, we likely won't live here for many years, and there's only the tiniest chance that we actually would live here throughout our whole retirement. Our current value of our house has actually significantly increased since we bought it in 2016 for several reasons, including that we've been renovating our home over the years, as well as there has been a ton of development going on in our city pretty close to us. All of these big fancy houses being built around us are helping to increase the value of our home overall. So depending upon how the market is doing, when we do decide to sell our house, we likely will be able to make a fair profit of it, which would help us to increase our net worth further by investing in it or putting down more equity into our next residence. However, the amount that we use for our current house value while calculating our net worth is currently estimated very conservatively because we do not know the actual value at this time because the house is in the middle of a renovation, nor do we know what the housing market will look like once we do decide to sell it. So if you are a homeowner, you need to decide for yourself whether or not to include the value of your house into your net worth. Step number four is to subtract your liabilities from your assets, and the amount that you get would be your current net worth. Once you have found out what your net worth is, again, it gives you a basic overview of how your current finances are doing and where you currently are in your financial journey on your way to reaching five. Is your current net worth number a negative number or is it currently a positive number? If your current net worth is a negative amount, try not to worry. A lot of the reason why it might be negative can be due to a lot of those student loans. Hopefully this serves as motivation to try to pay off your loans quickly and make changes over time, including decreasing your monthly budget while increasing your savings rate. The final step would be to continue to track your net worth. So now that you've taken the time and energy to calculate your current net worth, how are you going to continue to track it going forward? Some people decide to just simply use a pen and paper and adjusting their numbers periodically by calculating their net worth over time. Others will choose to use a tool such as Excel to track their net worth by plugging in their new assets and liability numbers as they fluctuate over time. I personally think that these two options are a little bit tedious and time-consuming. There are some online platforms that can help you with tracking your net worth. The one that I currently use is Personal Capital. Through Personal Capital, you can have all of your savings, checking, retirement accounts, as well as your different loans, other assets, and liabilities all listed in one place. You can link your online accounts through personal capital so that when you log in through the app or online, your net worth is calculated in real time. Personal capital is a completely free tool, 
And it's great to see how your net worth can increase over time as you are paying off debt and saving more and investing more for the future. It can be very motivating to see that net worth increase and hit various milestones over time. I will share a referral link below that if you decide to sign up for personal capital, you will receive $20 if you choose to link at least one valid investment account, such as a brokerage account, 401k, IRA, that contains a balance of at least $1,000 within 30 days of registering. Of note, personal capital currently only supports U.S.-based financial institutions. Thank you for listening and your action step for this week is to take the time to add up all of your assets, all of your liabilities to find out what your current net worth is and decide how you are going to track your net worth during your journey to reach financial independence. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope that you decide to continue to join me along this journey of becoming a PA the FI way. Please take a moment to press the subscribe button on the platform that you are listening to this on, but more importantly, consider sharing with another current or future PA that could benefit from the information that we reviewed in this episode. Take care and have a great rest of your day. Until next time.